All right, Proverbs chapter 19, we're going to be looking at verses number 20 and 21 as we get started. Proverbs 19, verse 20 and 21. It says like this, Hear counsel and receive instruction, that thou mayest be wise in thy latter end. There are many devices in a man's heart, nevertheless... The counsel of the Lord, that shall stand. What we want to talk about tonight in this lesson, as you're moving forward in your life, as you're making decisions about uh, your purpose in life, and as you try to discover what it is that God wants you to do, and uh, the reason for which He created you, one of the tools and steps that you're going to need to take is this of seeking godly counsel. We, we said as, as we've studied the tools that God wants us to have, a, 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 a right heart and having a courageous spirit and, and the different tools that we talked about, we said after you have those tools in your life, you need to take steps in your life so that God can begin to lead you where he wants to lead you. And, and one of those steps we said was to refuse to trust ourselves. Then we said we need to seek and surrender to God's will. We learned about how we need to pray for God's will. But now tonight, we want to talk about this of seeking godly counsel. This, this step of seeking godly counsel perhaps is the most important step that you will take in discovering God's destiny for your life. This of seeking godly counsel is so, so important. And I have found that many times as, as teens, as we go through these teenage years, I have found that many times this is the, the, the step that we all want to skip. It's easy to skip this step because we kind of feel like we've got life figured out. Like we know what we're supposed to do, we know what we want to do, and, and we don't really feel like we need somebody else's opinion. Like we really don't really need to know what somebody else thinks about this, and so many times in our teenage years, we, we just kind of skip this step of seeking godly counsel. Yet, the Bible says in Proverbs 19 that hearing good counsel, hearing God's counsel, is one of the most important things that you can do. Because it'll help you, the Bible says, in your latter end. In other words, uh, where your destiny is, see, uh, godly counsel will help you get there. It'll help you get to where you want to get, where God wants you to be. And godly counsel always will stand. You know, when it comes to our opinions, our opinions are sometimes right, but they're sometimes wrong. Our predictions are sometimes right, but they're sometimes wrong. But when it comes to godly counsel, when it comes to the principles of God's word, they never change and they always stand. That's what makes it a principle, is that it stands the test of time. It'll always come to pass. And so when it comes to godly counsel, it's so important to have it. Now, the reason that this lesson is titled Tightrope, Safety Nets, and Stupid People is because if you live long enough in this world, you'll find and you'll read stories of people that, that die in some of the dumbest and stupidest ways. I, and I know that sounds harsh, but it's true. I mean, I don't know how else to describe it. I, uh, there's a story not long ago of a of a, of a guy that was trying to get his Coke out of a Coke machine, and he began to shake the Coke machine, and he shook it so much that it began to fall towards him, and he didn't move out of the way in time, and it actually took his life. It's, it, 
It fell on him and took his life. There's a lady that was trying to prove uh, that the uh, cliff there in the area in which she lived wasn't that dangerous. And to prove it, she put a parachute on her back and she said, this cliff is not really that dangerous. Jumped off the cliff, the parachute never opened and she died. I mean, can you imagine that's the last thing they say about you? Like, oh, you know, Margie jumped off the cliff. That's how she died with a parachute that didn't open. I mean, how do you not laugh at that? How do you not just kind of think like, what, what were you thinking? Right? And, and, and there are some people, believe it or not, that have been in circuses that decide to take away the safety net and they, they do the tightrope thing and, and they try to go over a tightrope with not any safety net thinking that, well, I'll make it to the other side and, and if I don't, well, shame on me. And the problem is, is that you don't always make it on the other, to the other side when you're tightroping. In fact, I, I remember reading an a, uh, article about that, I think it was last year or maybe the year before that, of someone that was tightroping and they were doing something crazy going from between two buildings there in New York City. Uh, and of course, there was no safety net. And sure enough, he fell off and, and died. And I just think, you would do that? Why? I, I, I remember seeing a story a few months ago of, a, of an Instagram person that was uh, an influencer and, and they like to take their pictures, you know, and their, their big thing was taking daring pictures of like being on the side of a cliff and the side of a building. And, and sure enough, that influencer died because they slipped taking one of those pictures. You think, how, why would you do that? I mean, seriously, how stupid of a decision is that? And we look at people like that and we read stories and we think, Man, there's no way I'll be that stupid in my life. Like, I, I'm not the smartest guy, but I'm not jumping over a cliff just to prove that, oh, it's not that, you know, dangerous. I'm not the most courageous guy, but I'm not going to take away a safety net just so I can prove to people, look how courageous I am. But you know what happens to us, young people? Is that we might not make a decision like that, but when you go through your life without seeking godly counsel, it's about the same thing. You say, well, I don't die immediately. You may not die immediately, but you'll die slowly. <laughs> In other words, the decision that you make without godly counsel can lead you to a life that's miserable. I can tell you of people, I can tell you of young people that were in these seats and, and some that I grew up with. They decided to get married without really looking for godly counsel, without really asking, is this a person I should marry? And what do you think about him? And what do you think about her? And that today are divorced and their life is miserable. Miserable. I believe that if they could, they'd rather be the person jumping off the cliff than being in the marriage or in the divorce that they're in. But it's too late. And the moment that they had to Asked for godly counsel, they didn't. And now they're reaping the consequences of that. And so, tonight's lesson is so important. Seeking godly counsel. Now, some questions that we want to answer tonight when it comes to this of godly counsel. Number one is this. What do you do after God speaks to you? We've been talking about the importance of being available for God's will. You want to listen to what God says and you want to silence the outside voices and let God begin to speak to you. And, and so what do you do when you now hear God's voice, you've silenced the other voices and you're, you're beginning to hear and listen to God's voice? What do you do 
after that? What do you do when God speaks to you? Well, first of all, you must verify God's leading with a multitude of godly counsels. All right, looking for a multitude of godly counsels in your life. You want to find those that would help you make that right decision, or at least confirm the decision that you're making. If God is really listening or speaking to you, let me just say that God will not contradict himself. God doesn't contradict himself. He won't tell you to do something and then tell your parents to tell you to do something else. If what you want to do, and you say, this is what God is telling me to do, goes in direct contradiction to what everyone else says, this is what God's word teaches, and I think this is what God is wanting to show you or teach you in the direction you need to go. If you're the only one going that way and everybody else is saying that's not the way, you really need to stop and ask yourself, is that really God talking to me? Or is that me talking to me? You see, after you feel like God is leading you to something, verify that with godly counsels and counselors. And let me say not only that, but you must pass a pure heart test by hearing godly counselors. All right? By hearing what they have to say. It's so important to say, okay, um, I, I think God wants me, let's just say, to go to this college. All right? Now, once you start feeling like God is moving you to go to this college and you, be, you, you, you spent some time to pray and ask God, God, is this the college you want me to go to? Then the next thing is I need to check my heart by talking with godly counselors, people that God has put in my life that are there to help me. For instance, your parents are here in your life to help you. Believe it or not, they want what's best for you. And let me just say this, young people, we don't always know what we, what's best for us. We don't always know what's best for us. We think we do, but we don't always. Uh, you might think, no, this dating relationship, this is what's best for me. If your parents aren't for it, it's probably not what's best for you. I'm telling you, they have what's best for you in mind. They're not looking to harm you. They're looking to help you. And sometimes in that process, we, we kind of think that maybe they don't really have what's best in mind for me. And let me just say, they do. And they're, they're, they're people that God has placed in your life to help you. Another person that God has placed in your life is a pastor. As your youth pastor, I pray for you. I want to see what God can do in your life. I really want to see God do something great in your life and through your life. And God has placed me here to be a help to you. Can I say, God has not only given you parents and pastors, but God's also given you people around you like teachers, like helpers, like sponsors. I can tell you that the sponsors in the back here, they pray for you. They care about you. You know, it'd be, it'd be good if you're, if you're struggling with a decision of what you should do It'd be good to talk to them. They've got experience in life and they've, they've walked with God. And let me tell you, a counselor, a good and godly counselor should be someone that's walking with God. And we'll talk about that in a, in a moment. But counselors will help you to see if what you're thinking about and, and what you feel is what you need to do, to see if you're doing that with a pure heart, if that's really God's will or if it's just your will 
masks with godly words. So it's so important. When God speaks to me, number one, I need to verify. Let me verify with godly counsels that this is something that God would want me to do. And secondly, let me make sure my heart is right in doing this. Now, there are two types of counsel. There's two types of counsel. And this is important for people to understand. There are two types of counsel. Number one, there's the counsel that's godly. There's a counsel that's godly. There's a counsel of someone that's going to tell you, well, let me tell you what the Bible says about the situation you're talking about. Let me tell you what the Bible says about what you need to do or, or what you need to be careful for in this time of your life. There, there is godly counsel. But just as much as there is godly counsel, that is uh, some principles and truth that come from the Bible, there's also ungodly counsel. There's also ungodly counsel. There are people that are going to tell you things that really you ought not listen to. One of the more uh, popular stories in the Bible that, that you might know about is uh, the story of Rehoboam. Rehoboam was the son of King Solomon. And Rehoboam, when he became king, he was pretty, pretty young. He wasn't as young as you, he was a little bit older, but he was relatively young. And when he came to the throne, all right, those that were godly, these wise counselors came and told Rehoboam, Rehoboam, listen, you, you, you need to, listen, your king, your dad, King Solomon, he was pretty harsh with the people. He taxed the people really hard. And uh, if you want to win their favor... If you want to be a king that they're going to be loyal to, a king that they're going to serve, our counsel is, Rehoboam, you need to reduce the taxes. Look how you can serve your people. Don't, don't look at them as your slaves. Look at them as someone that you're there to help. And Rehoboam listened to them. And then he went, the Bible says, to his friends. The friends that were his age. The friends that really didn't have as much experience. The friends that really didn't work with people. The, the friends that they kind of knew it all in their own mind, at least. But they were ungodly. They weren't friends that walked with God. They were, they were friends that kind of did their own thing. And Rehoboam asked them, what do you think I should do? And they said, hey, you're king, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, I'm king. I mean, listen, if you're the king, everybody needs to follow you. I mean, that's, that's, that's your position. Look at your title. Do you know any other kings in any other kingdoms that's serving their people? No, 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 you're the boss. You know what you should tell them? You, say, you should tell them, listen, you think my dad was bad? Wait till you get a load of me. He said, you need to raise the taxes and you need to make the people more your servant. You know, your dad was too easy on them. Uh, you, your, your dad, you know, he, he didn't use them to the fullest of potential and, and you should use them a whole lot more. And make them work even harder for you. And you know what Rehoboam did? The Bible says that he, instead of listening to the godly counsel, listened to his friends with ungodly counsel. And because of that, the Bible says that the kingdom was torn in two. It was divided. Just because he didn't want to listen to godly counsel. Now, be aware of this, young people. Two types of counsel will come into your life with every decision that you make. When you start thinking about who you should date, there will be two types of people that are telling you yes and no. What school you should go to, what job you should 
uh, take for your life. Listen, there's going to be people that say, this is what you should do, and others will be say, no, no, this is what you should do. And some of that advice is going to be godly, and some of that counsel is going to be ungodly. And you're going to have to discern, you're going to have to distinguish, hey, um, and decide early on, I'm going to listen to godly counsel. It's not time to, to listen to someone uh, that doesn't know God, that doesn't walk with God. Listen, I'm so thankful for some counselors that are in our public schools that, that are looking for uh, and, lo- and trying to help some kids. But can I tell you the vast majority of counselors in the public school are not Christian? They're not going to give you godly counsel as to what would be the best thing for you to study and do with your life. Most of the time, they're going to tell you whatever helps their agenda. Whatever's going to bring more money to their schools. I'm just trying to be honest with you, young people. That's how it works. And if you haven't figured that out, you will figure that out. Trust me, as you start paying taxes, you'll start figuring it out. I'm telling you right now, if your counselor at school isn't someone that walks with God and that you know is a Christian, listen, I wouldn't listen to too much of what they have to say. That's ungodly counsel. Look for someone that has a, a, a little bit of, of a walk with God, someone that knows a little bit of the truth that never changes, that, that counsel that will stand the test of time. Look for them. Decide now. Listen, if it's somebody that, that really isn't going to be giving me what, what God's word says, I'm probably not going to listen too much. It doesn't mean you're rude to them. It doesn't mean you're impolite. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is be careful with the counsel that they give you. Be careful to follow all of what they say is good. Find a counselor that's going to give you godly counsel. You have to decide because there are two types of counsels. The godly counsel and the ungodly counsel. That's why the Bible says, Happy is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. The Bible says, happy is that man. You want happiness in your life? You want to have real joy? You want to have some, a, a life that really matters? And you, you want to be blessed in your life? Get the ungodly counsel out. Decide, I'm not going to listen to ungodly counsel. I want to listen to godly counsel. Let me talk about really quick why you need counsel in your life. Why is it that we need godly counsel in our life? Because sometimes this thought comes into our mind. If God is the one speaking to me, man, who are you? Right? I mean, pastor himself says he's not God. And so if I, if I know and I've prayed about this and, 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 and God, I feel God is leading me and God is speaking to me, who's, who's that man that's fallen, that sinful guy, whether it's the pastor or anybody else? We're all sinful, the Bible says. All of humanity has fallen into sin. None of us are perfect. So why do I need to listen to you? I mean, God's the only one perfect and he's the one telling me to do this. Why do I need to listen to you? Let me give you some reasons of why the Bible says it's good to listen to counsel. Number one is because of the principle of confirmation. And let me say, you're not looking to godly counsel to divine your future like a fortune teller. 
If you're coming to me and saying, uh, Pastor Jeremy, so should I be an engineer or should I be a lawyer or should I be uh, a school teacher or should I be? I have no idea. I have no idea what you're supposed to be. In my 12th year as a youth pastor, and, and, and I can t- tell you I, I, some of the college students that what they're doing, I never told any of them what career to choose. Never. Because I have no idea. No idea what God wants for your life. If you're looking at me as your fortune teller to tell you, then listen, that's not what godly counsel is. It's not for me to tell you that. Really, what my purpose is as a counselor for you is just to help you see, is this what I'm pursuing, something that God is opening the door for me to do? Not too long ago, I had a a young lady come by my office and she said, you know, Pastor, I'm, I'm really feeling like God might be calling me to the mission field. And she said, here's the, the ministry I'm looking at, and here's maybe what I'm going through right now in life, and would you just pray for me that I make a right decision? I don't want to go to the mission field if God's not calling me, but, but I kind of feel like He is, and would you just pray for me and pray with me about this decision? You know what she's looking to do? To look for confirmation that this is really what God wants her to do. When you go to godly counselors in your life, listen, they'll help you confirm God's calling in your life. God does not contradict himself. God's not going to tell you one thing and everybody else something else. God's word is going to be the same for you as it is for the godly counselor, and they're going to confirm that. So you need counselors in your life because of the principle of confirmation. Secondly, for the principle of God-ordained authority. God is a God of order. In fact, he says in the book of Corinthians, let everything be done decently and in order. God has a, uh, an order for things. On Sunday night, pastor preached about the order in the family. Everything God does is with order. And because of that, God has ordained some authority in your life. Listen, your parents are not by accident. God gave you those parents. They're an authority in your life. The fact that you're here at this church and that I'm your pastor isn't an accident. It's a God-ordained authority. And so you need counselors so that you can have the authority in your life to follow God's will. Let me give you the third one quickly. The principle of self-deception. The principle of self-deception. You know, it's so easy for us to kind of fall into our own counsel in our own ways, in our own way of thinking, our only, our only way of thinking. And that's why it's so important for us to understand the reason I need godly counsel in my life is so that I don't fall for my own self-deception, to make sure I'm following God's will, not my own will. Three principles of why you need counselors in your life. Now quickly, through your notes, how do you get a godly counsel? How do you get godly counsel? Quickly, number one, refuse to fake getting counsel. (laughs) Refuse to fake getting counsel. So many times, here's what I mean by that. We get a point in our life, we've already decided what we want to do, and now we're looking for people to agree with us. And as we're doing that, we always say, oh, uh, you know, I already prayed about it. Somebody at school, you have a school teacher who say, hey, have you prayed about it? Oh, yeah, I prayed about it. Really, have you prayed about it? Oh, yeah, yeah, I prayed about it. 
when really what you prayed was, hey, God, bless me in this. That was your prayer. Not, God, should I do this? God, is this your will? God, is, are you opening doors? No, it's, it's God, I'm going to do this, so just bless me when I do it. And then you tell your counselor, yeah, yeah, listen, I already prayed about it. That's called fake counsel. You're not really not allowing them to speak into your life. You're just wanting them to agree with you. Listen, refuse to take fake counsel. Number two, refuse to force your counselors to support you. The other thing that we do is we get mad at them if they don't agree with us. Don't you think, hey, don't you think going to the mission field is a good thing? Don't you think so? I mean, you always preach that, that God wants more people to go and serve. Yeah, I don't know if that's where he wants you to serve. You know, what's wrong with me? Listen, don't make somebody that's trying to help you have to support you. Now, they may support you. They might be led by God and say, you know what? That's exactly what God wants you to do. But if they are not exactly agreeing with what you think they should do, listen, don't force them to do that. Number three, have a multitude of godly counselors. Have a multitude. Listen, talk to, that, uh, talk to your parents about the decision. Uh, talk to your parents about that decision. Maybe talk to a Sunday school teacher about that. Talk to a youth sponsor about it. I mean, get a multitude of counselors to help you, and you'll find, listen, when it's God's will, everybody says the same. Everybody will, will, be, encouraged to, uh, um, will be encouraging you if that's really what God's leading you to do because God can't contradict himself. So have a multitude of counselors. Number four, listen with an open heart. Listen with an open heart. Let somebody speak into your life and, and just be willing to say, man, if that's, not, if that's not what I need to do, that's not what I need to do. Let me say next, look for either confirmation or contradiction to your decision. Look for either confirmation or contradiction to your decision. Say, is my counselor supporting me in this? Or are they saying, listen, I don't know if that's a good idea. Be open and just say, I, I just want to know. Lastly here, avoid counsel debate. Listen, don't pick who you want to listen to and then do that. Listen, as a youth pastor, I get this all the time. All the time. I'll say something because you didn't give me all the information. A teenager won't give me all the information. And then they'll go back to their parents and say, well, Jeremy said if you don't let me go, it's because, you know, you don't really... I mean, people that love God, Jeremy said, we'll let him go. I don't know, Mom, but you don't want to let me go on this trip, but I'm just telling you what Pastor Jeremy said. You know what you're doing? You're trying to have a debate here and just to get your own way. Listen, when it comes to making major decisions in your life, don't, don't have a debate. Don't try to be pitting one person against another person. Don't say, well, the sponsor told me this, and pastor told me this, and my mom told me this, and I'm just going to pick the one that agrees with me. Don't do that. Don't do that. Be open to what God has in your life. Let me just finish the notes off really quick. Don't defy a multitude of godly counselors. Don't defy a multitude of godly counsels. And, and, and what I mean by that is this. Don't be afraid to get godly advice. Don't make a decision if a multitude of counselors are not in agreement. And lastly, wait for God to confirm his leading through godly counselors. Wait for God to confirm his leading through godly counselors. Listen, in the multitude of counselors, the Bible says there is safety. You know, as you're making decisions right now in your teenage years, listen, don't be afraid to talk to somebody that is godly, that's an authority that can help you. Don't be afraid to do that. Don't make a decision. As I said, if everybody's against you and what you want to do, listen, it probably means you shouldn't be doing that. 
And number three, wait for God to confirm what he's leading you. Don't, don't get all panicky like, am I ever going to find this out? Uh, who's going to tell me what to do? Listen, don't, don't get in a panic. God will lead you. If you're, if, you're, if you're sincere with God, God will lead you, okay? Don't, don't, don't worry about it. Don't, don't be like, man, I'm, I'm 27. I'm never going to get married. You're going to get married, okay? If God has somebody for you, you're going to get married, okay? Oh, man, I, I, it's, it's already going to be my last semester of college. I don't even know what college I'm going to go to. Uh, that's it. Life's over. Life's not over. God will show you what college you need to go to. Don't panic. Wait on God. Wait on God. So important, young people. If you're going to discover God's destiny for your life, seek counsel. Really important step. Don't skip this step. Look for counsel in your life.